Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You have dropped back in on the spot, the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. And today is no different than any other day here on the Edge. We've got a super brain. We've got our Audrey Faust. She does so many things. She is such a heady woman. And when I ran into her, I knew I ran into a precious jewel. It's one thing to be a woman in business, but it's another thing to be a woman in business when you're dealing uh, with figureheads at the table, seven and eight figures. Okay, we're not talking about chump change. This isn't just the small mom and pop. We're talking about the big negotiators. Uh, What does it feel like to be a woman in that space? Are we respected? Are we challenged? Are we mentoring? Are we growing? Well, what she's doing, she's also paying back because she has a great mastermind group that we're going to talk about that she helps the smaller businesses gain from the knowledge that she has acquired. Uh, along with that, she's a neuro, a neuro coach, a neuroscience coach. Neuro coach, yeah. Neuro, okay, so a neuro coach, but neuro is brain, right? Yes, it's ba- it's coaching based on brain science. What? Okay, you know I got the right person. I go long and hard, like a quarterback, when it comes to finding guests for my show. So let's welcome her here on the edge, Audrey Faust. How are you, beautiful? I'm great, April. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm excited to have you here. I am so excited to have you here because, again, I love the numbers. I'm a numbers girl. I always challenge myself since I was a child. I've had my own business since I was five years old. Uh, And my father always taught me financial literacy, which is a plus. Grown folks don't know about financial literacy. Different currencies, how to, you know, how to leverage it, how to make money work for you instead of you working for it. And it's really not that difficult. You don't have to be a slave to your job. You just have to be smart. But not only have you done that, you've really exceeded. You are now coaching and uh, consulting for some big money people. How did you get in the space? How did I? Well, um, I've been in accounting for 20 years. My little backstory, my mom had always uh, programmed me (laughs) in the neuro coaching world to as a woman, she believed that every woman should be able to support themselves, regardless of their situation. That's right. So they have the freedom to do what they want, whether they want to be married, stay married, leave, whatever. Money, it can give you freedom, right? Absolutely. You know, my, mo- my mother always said, God blesses a child that's got his own. And a lot of women get tricked up in this situation because they are held hostage and they bind themselves. You know, my mother always had a cookie jar and it wasn't cookie jar money and mama had some money in her her cookie jar. 
<laughs> but she was from the old school. You know, she would hide money in the hem of her curtains. But they, but she was, you know, born in 1929, the Great Depression, so she didn't trust. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I love to yeah. tell the story. I'm going to tell the story real quick and I'm going to continue with you. My mother was not an investor. Now, my father, he's smart. You know, he's smart with the investing. So my mother was doing day work up in Pacific Palisades, a very prominent part of Hollywood, well, beyond Hollywood, California. And the woman told her, she says, Bertha, she says, I really, really like you. She says, I really want to see you succeed. Can I take a few dollars out of your paycheck every week to pour towards an investment? And my mother goes, oh, you know, I got a family to raise and I'm working hard and I'm traveling and I'm, you know, on the bus going back and forth. No, I better not do it. Do you know what that investment was? Seize candy. <laughs> so I said, mama, we could be living sweetly. <laughs> we could. But on the flip side, I took that advice because I was working in the grocery store and this woman would come through and she'd come through with her nanny and her baby and she loved me. She would wait in my line just to talk to me. And so she says, April, she says, I have a business idea that uh, I want to invest in. She says, but my husband is not, you know, he's not with it. And I said, he's not with it. She says, no, she says, but we wouldn't be as successful as we are if it hadn't been for my ingenuity. She said, would you like to invest in it? I thought about my mother and C's candy. I told her absolutely yes. And you know what it is? And I'm still getting checks from it. What? Mrs. Fields cookies. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I love that story. Yep. So <laughs> it's full circle. So you have to feel the fear and do it anyway. And Absolutely. kudos to your mother. If more women <laughs> would teach their daughters how to make a dollar out of 15 cents, it would be huge. So yeah. your mother gave you this, you know, gave you this gumption, gave you this idea. You went off to college. You got an MBA. Where did that take you? Um, well, um, as many teenagers are, I didn't take my mother's advice directly out of high school. <laughs> mm -hmm. I actually went back to college as an adult. So, um, and I fell in love with accounting and that's kind of where um, I got into accounting. And then I went on to get my MBA because I loved business so much um, and to further my career at the time. So I, um, I've been in business twice. Um, I had a accounting business. I started when my kids were young that I could work around their schedules, which was amazing. And then one of my clients brought me on as his full-time controller and CFO. Mm -hmm. And I did that for five years. And then um, he moved his business an hour away. Mm. I didn't want to commute. Right, I right. I was in the car. So I came back out and started my current business um, where I have a team that works for me and does the bookkeeping and things like that. And I do the advising and the financials. And that's kind of how I landed here today. So I've been, I've been doing this particular business for um, about five years now, five and a half. So is that the definition of a fractional uh, CFO? So a fractional CFO, yes. I mean, I started with the name controller, but mm. most I like I like that I like, like that better. I like that. <laughs> most people, small businesses, they don't really know what a controller is or does, mm. but everybody is familiar with the term CFO. Okay. So at the controller CFO level, you're overseeing the finances. 
you're advising the business owner financially, as well as, you know, I have business owners that come to me with team issues that come to me with, should I invest in this opportunity? Mm. Um, do you see the value in it? Um, so I have weekly meetings with most of my clients that are seven and eight figure businesses. And we go over that. And then my team handles the accounts payable, the accounts receivable, the, the small mm. So you know what? They, uh, you're a risk taker. Yes. A little, a little bit of, uh, well, you know what? That's what it's about. It's about gambling. And if you don't play, you can't win. And absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you keep sharp on your skills? You know, uh, I know you're listening to the Bloomberg report. <laughs> I do every day. I turn it on my in my car. You're not only listening to stocks and bonds and looking at the trends, but you you have to stay um, abreast of world currencies because that impacts the dollar. And, you know, you're looking at that and then, you know, the taxes and the interest rates. You have a lot of responsibility there, lady. Yes, I, I don't actually do investments or do taxes. I function for small businesses as their in-house, like out-of-house in-house accounting team. So they can- Right, but, but they have to, they can, the big people consult you. They yes. come, you, you have a seat at the table. Yes. Okay. Well, a lot of small business owners, they don't really have anybody to go to, right? Right. Only at the top, right? <laughs> so like- they're having challenges or struggles and it's not like they can turn to the person next to them and say, well, what do you think when it's about their business and maybe it's about, you know, the, how their business is doing and they don't want to scare their staff or right. have them, you know, worry. Right. So they do need somebody to turn to a trusted advisor that can say, yeah, you know, why don't we try this or why don't we do this or why don't we do that? And um, that's kind of, where the neuro coaching comes in too, right? So on a couple different levels, I've helped my, the CEOs and business owners with their mindset, but I've also trained some of their staff members and mentored some of their staff members to help raise them up. And that's kind of why I brought the neuro coaching in with the accounting is because I saw this need. How did you get the experience of neuro coaching? Where, where did you, is that, you know, that's something you can pick up, not online, but, you know, is that a college course? Is that um, a part of mindset and mastermind training? How, where did you, you so, get that? Yeah, it was, that. it was in the form of an online mastermind. It was a year long program that I got a certification in. Um, the woman who runs it is a doctor in neuropsychology. Mm. And um, she has a system that we use and that we're now trained on and we can use to help change those thoughts. So for instance, I'm just going to go into money mindset because that's- Yes, go ahead. Go right into it. <laughs> um, you know how when we were young, like one of the things my mom used to say would be, um, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. And I'll tell you that that was one of the that was one of the issues that I had growing up. Right now, I just knew I could go pluck me a twenty dollar bill anytime I wanted. <laughs> well, well, that creates what's called a scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. Like, right. That's, right. That's, and and those kind of things that you learn when you're young are 
from from like zero to age seven, like that's when your subconscious is forming. That's that's all in there. And whether you like it or not, like all the things, all the influence that your family, friends, siblings had on you, right? Um, gets programmed in there. Like, for instance, my brother constantly told me I was stupid. So <laughs> like that got programmed in right. there. And that was a, a challenge I had to overcome. Or uh, my father is so tight that he can go in his pocket and feel whose face is on what bill. Okay. But he grew up with the mindset of there was never going to be enough. Yes. That you had to hold on to every kernel of corn. Um, and so there was a conflict for me because again, mama said you could just go, you know, pick you $20, $30. I was pretty much an only child. I had brothers that were way older than me, but we buy three, four pairs of shoes. I, you know, I never knew what it was not to have. And I got myself in some financial trouble as I got older, because that's not really the way that it is. Right. So as you go into this neuro uh, coaching, do you provide that? Well, and it's a psychology as well. So I know that you take that in the boardroom with you. But when you're dealing with these smaller groups and your, your masterminds, how do you help people uncover and get real with their money? So um, usually, you know, it, it's not just about money. It's about everything, mm -hmm. right? Right. Imposter syndrome comes up, all the things, right? Yeah. Um, but the way we are taught to do coaching is by asking certain questions to get to the underlying belief that's causing all of this, right? Because every time you have a thought, right? Oh, you know, let's say you invite somebody on your podcast. They're like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. You know, so-and-so said this or so, or my mom always told me that I'm this way or that way. And they talk themselves out of it before, before they can even say yes or no most of the time, right? right? That's what it's all about. It's about all those chirps in your head that are pre-programmed in there talking you out of whatever it is, whatever opportunity that's in front of you, whether you make you a risk taker or not a risk taker based right. on that. Well, and again, a lot of that... Um is neuro-linguistic programming. Right. It's that NLP brains talking that subconscious mind. I tell you, you better introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because that's where the information lies, not with the frontal lobe. You yeah. know, this is reactive. This has already been programmed. Exactly. There's six or seven people that you haven't even met yet in your brain. Right. <laughs> I like to say the roommate in your head. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. And you need to have a board meeting regularly. <laughs> So you meet on the meeting to see what you're meeting about. And you get with a person that is unsure, but they have a goal. They have an objective. They have a purpose. Maybe it's to send their child to school. Maybe they want to leave their corporate environment. Maybe they want to leave their spouse. Whatever the situation is, they have a plan in mind. What are some uh, quick tips that you might give them to start this process, to start their mind churning towards, you know, maybe being an entrepreneur or just, you know, getting more financially sound? Um, yeah, I would say 
you know, don't talk yourself out of something, first of all. Like, we're really good at that. <laughs> we're really good at talking ourselves out of whatever it is we want to do. And um, that's usually why we stand in inaction, is the best thing to do is just take action. Just take a small step. Be aware of the things that you're thinking. Even write them down, right? And then say, well, is that true? Right. Ask yourself. Is that really true? Am I, if I leave my husband, I'm never going to find anybody else. Is that true? Does everybody that leaves their husband or wife never find anybody else? No. Right. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, that, that those are the thoughts you're going to have that you're just going to like talk yourself out of whatever it is you want. I want to start my business. I want to start my own business. Well, 50% of businesses fail, right? Right. 50% of businesses succeed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of the, you know, people tend to, through their thoughts, talk themselves out of all the greatness in life, right? They do. They overthink it. Yes. And when you step yeah. outside of your front door brains, you're taking a risk. <laughs> it's a gamble, you know? Yeah. You can you slip on a bar every day. It's a you can slip on a bar of soap in the shower brains. <laughs> Everything is about taking a risk and it is a gamble. And I understand people really want a safety net. But even under that umbrella, Audrey, they don't take advantage of basic things. Like, well, I don't know what it's like. I haven't been in corporate America for a while. But little things like your 401k like purchasing stock options, like being aware of a job with IPO options. This is free money. Right. Understanding, <laughs> understanding the terminology. Money, all of my, I programmed all of my children. If the company gives you a 401k match, you are taking it. <laughs> you are taking it. You're taking it. And, you know, I do that with my, uh, with my grandchildren and my children. I'm not buying uh computer games. I'm not buying robots and all that. They have investment accounts. I buy, give them silver bars, something that is going to increase in value. And I encourage them to watch it. If you watch it and it performs well, I reward that behavior because this is going to set you up for success. I make it fun. You know, I make it fun. I make it engaging, but learn the terminology. So many people don't even know the conversation of money. Right. I know. They're afraid of it. And why do we find, Audrey, that is women that are afraid of money a lot of times? Why, why do you think that is? That goes back to your programming. Wow. Right? Yeah. Like, and the one thing, you know, I love to touch on is, you know, we don't, men and women, yes, there's, there's a significant difference in their income, but you know why? It's not up to our employers to match that. That's so right. Us to ask for it, girl. Wait, wait, wait. I got, a, I got a bell. Where's my bell? I got to ring the bell on that. <laughs> it is knowing your value and asking for your worth. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, asking for it before you say yes to a job, which women never negotiate. Not never. never. Most women don't negotiate. That's what statistics say. And asking for the raises, asking for the increases, because you know, those guys are doing it. 
<laughs> and they're not even thinking twice about it. <laughs> and there's a lot of other things in a package that are valuable to women. Absolutely. Like additional time off. Time like, off, flexibility. Flexibility. <laughs> Childcare. You know, there's companies yeah. that I worked for a company and we actually went to the C, uh, CEO and CFO and asked them, would they put in a child care center girl? And we won. That's amazing. There was child care. Wait a minute. That's not all we got. We got a masseuse. <laughs> they came. Yes. Yes. And there was flex time. You know, That's if you amazing. did something and, and, and you rewarded for something, you got to work a three-day week or a four-day week and got paid for five. You know, there's a lot of other things that you can negotiate because sometimes money can be a distraction. Absolutely. You know, so it's not always the dollars and cents because you've got to look at the bottom line. Your, you know, your tax liability, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And so, a lot of the small businesses I deal with, like they don't have a lot of cash to throw, right? right. So, so having perks, like being able to work from home, um, being able that, rewarding people with time off. I have a client that does that regularly. You know, mm. things like that is is great. Like, and people appreciate that. So they I mean, do. great points. And you never get what you don't ask for, right, April? <laughs> and you know what? I, I make a big ask. I ask, I'm, you know, I dream the impossible dream. Because you don't, you never know. People will say, oh, well, I might not be able to do that, but we can do this. Right but we can do this. There's always options and choices. So now you're into this person's psyche. Okay. And you got them fired up and they are ready to go. And they take that first leap, but it's not where they thought they were going to land. Cause there can be setbacks. How do you keep them motivated? How do you keep them in the game? Um, well, the one thing I like to say is there, there's never any failures right? There, right. There's just learning lessons. And it took me a long time to learn that. I was afraid of failure for the longest time. But you're just learning as you go. You're never failing. You're always taking something away from whatever didn't work and saying, okay, now I know how to do it differently, right? Now I, I know, like, I always like to say your success is inevitable because eventually mm -hmm. you're going to get there. Right. right. Eventually you're going to get to where you want to go. It right. may not be as quick as you want or you think it should be, but eventually you're going to get there if you keep trying. The only failure is quitting. Okay. Now let's talk to the person that says, you know what? I tried this for five years. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm pouring more money into this than I'm making. Do you also work with people for an exit strategy? Because sometimes you, you know, you, you've got to get out, but how can you get out and level out? Right. Um, you know, exit strategy. Yeah. I mean, one of my clients, it's a partnership and they're having challenges there with the part, with a partnership. So right. um, they want an exit strategy and we are working on that. So. For and sure. that's, and it's okay brains to be a W2 employee. Because I always say, you know, people want to be an entrepreneur. They're enamored by that word, but you can end up being entrepreneur. <laughs> okay. And what you have to understand is when to yeah. hold it, when to fold. And that's okay. Don't feel bad about that. Because that doesn't mean 
that doesn't mean that you can't start again. You've learned the value. You've learned the lesson. You say, I'm not going to do it that way this time. Next time when I work with Audrey and her team, I've got a different mindset. I've got a different set of rules, a different set of engagement. That's why I always like to ask my guests, what has this cost you, bought you, and taught you? So I ask you, what has your experience cost you, bought you, and taught you? Great. I love that question because I've, I've gotten a lot. So as I mentioned in the beginning, I w- had my own business for 10 years, and then I worked, went to work for somebody full time. The reason I did that is because I found myself working all of the time. Mm. Every day of the week, I never felt like I had a weekend. I just, and and why was that? Because I wasn't setting my own boundaries, right? Mm. I wasn't saying, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna take Saturdays off. I am have a workaholic nature. That's just who I am. And I was, um, who I was or am, I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, <laughs> You're still evolving. You're still evolving. Right? You're I can appreciate evolving. that. Me too. Me too. Work in um, progress. So anyway, when I came back out and did my business again, I said, I'm never working on Saturday. Mm. I don't care what it is. I am never working on Saturdays because you need, I always feel like you need at least one day to I, you know, I refuse to step inside my office on a Saturday. And if something comes up and I have to do Saturday, then it's Sunday, whatever. But there's one day a week, which I refuse to step in my office. I don't don't even care. I I mean, I set that boundary for myself when I realized, when I look back at my other business and said, did I really need to go take this full-time job to get weekends off? No, I needed to set better boundaries, right? So um that I and you know because I was burnt out I was burnt out that's why I took the job but see what she said brains you see what she said brains just what we talked about she stepped back to neutralize to spring forward absolutely and look at where she is now (laughs) and look at where she is now and it is okay Don't just think that you've just got to, you know, run yourself into the ground. I've always been one that I want to enjoy the ride up. That's why I decided to step out on faith is to ride the waves. Okay. I can't swim, but I sure don't mind trying to stand up on a surfboard. You know, I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to ride the wave. So now you are mentoring, or should I say, you know, with your mastermind, you're mentoring small businesses But what would you say to young women that want to get into the financial game? Again, it's still, you know, it's a little bit more equal footing, but it's still a boy's game. It is. It's changing. Um, My daughter, for instance, went into the finance game. All right. (laughs) She followed in my footsteps, but a little differently. She is working for one of the big uh, four accounting firms. So, um, but yeah, so she like, it is a career in accounting that can be very flexible. That's the one great thing about accounting. A, you're always going to need somebody to do your accounting, right? (laughs) Always going to need that as a business owner. B, you you can, I did it when my kids were young. I would work um, from 
when I dropped them off at school till I picked them up at school and I would work like six hour days and that was perfect. Um, and it was kind of like, you, you have the flexibility in accounting, you can do it from home. You can work it around your kids' schedules. It's always needed. Like right. those are three bonuses for women to get into accounting, but you have to like it. <laughs> you have to <laughs> like it and you have to be consistent. Like it or hate it, love it or hate it. It's a love-hate relationship in accounting. Either you're like, hate it or you love it. Absolutely. And you know what, accounting, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's not about loving actually the numbers, but it's actually a puzzle that you're putting together. That's a good where, point. Yes. Where you place certain things, where you subtract certain things, where you divide certain things in half, where you shift, where you edit, it's really, uh, it, it's a puzzle. And if you get that together, the calculator can add, subtract, multiply, and divide for you. But you yes. have to know the correct columns. Do people still use Excel? <laughs> do they still well, use the smaller businesses do. But wow. most of the businesses I work with, they all, they work in QuickBooks. That's kind of the. Oh, QuickBooks is the thing now? Because it does one shot, everything. Yeah, QuickBooks is, I'm a, all of my clients work in QuickBooks. I only take QuickBooks clients because that's what I'm an expert in. Right. So, um, and I've transferred people from other accounting software into QuickBooks too. Yeah. So. And, um, I, and I tell people all the time, hire where you are weak. Absolutely. Just because you're an entrepreneur does not mean that you work it by yourself. You right. can't always know the marketing. You can't know the publicity, the advertising, the accounting, getting the clients, following through the customer service, the CRM, yada, yada, yada. You would blow a gasket. Yes, exactly. So hire where you are weak with the things you can do and you're strong at. If that's getting the client, Go get it, kill it, close the deal that way. But if it's actually counting the beans and making sure that it's in the right bucket, then you need to hire somebody like Audrey or someone from her from their team. Now, let me ask you some fun questions because this was okay. some serious stuff. This is my favorite question. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be? That's a great one. I've never had that one. I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, an appliance. Probably a microwave. Why? Um, it gets done things done quickly. Really? <laughs> I'd probably be the teapot. Because I like to spout off and I get hot. <laughs> What are three things that bring you the greatest joy? Not the family, not the job, but what really brings you your greatest joy? Um, well, my favorite thing in the world to do is walk on the beach mm. or just walking out in nature in general. So I have another home in Florida, which is close to the Gulf Coast and I get to go there and walk the beach. And then when I'm up here in Pennsylvania, where I am, I like to just be in nature and walk um, either by myself, with friends, with the dogs. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things to do. That's that's your happy place? That's, yeah. Well, 
Florida's my happy place on the beach yeah. for sure. <laughs> I know everything was okay. You know, the, the weather is, is so treacherous down there now, you know, I just, just, it really scares me and it scares me for the people that live there and the people that suffered, you know, great damage in the hurricanes they just figured that there's no way out, but you are able to rebuild, you know, yes. you are able to rebuild yes. and, you know, readjust. You might have to downsize, but again, know that, that it, it's going to be okay. What, um, if you had three wishes, what would they be? Um, three wishes. Hmm. Winning the lottery is not one. <laughs> okay, that's absolutely. Okay, but if you won the lottery, what would you do with some of that money? Uh, um, I'd buy lots of houses in different places that I could go visit. Um, I would make sure my family was financially secure for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I would just do whatever, you know, enjoy, enjoy experiences and life. Because life is about a story and it's about memory. We're here yeah. for two purposes, brains. One is to learn and the other is to teach, you know, and we have to pay it forward and we have to share. When your cup runneth over, everything inside that cup is for you. Everything that spills yeah. over, that's to help other people. So now you got two more wishes. What are they? <laughs> Oh, that was only one. <laughs> that was only that was one big one. <laughs> um, you know, I would just say that to have my health, right? Like that's the most important thing. Like to have my health and live to a long enough life, but as long as I have my mental and physical health, doing that, you know, that's probably most important to me. Yeah. So. Live till I'm, um, let's say, 85 with physical and mental health all intact. Yeah, that's good. Because I, my mother lived to be 91. And I asked her, I said, Mama, I said, how does it feel to be 90? She said, it's the pits. <laughs> I said, are you tired? She said, I'm done. She said, stick a fork in it, I'm done. I, I was like, okay. So I gave her permission to go. She gave me permission to stay. And I feel her effervescence and her vibrance and yeah. her, 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 you know, just her love even more so now, because now she's really able to engage in a different kind of way than she was, you know, laying there like lunch meat, as we used to say. <laughs> but she lived a good full life. So, you know, I was happy about that. So now, if you were to um, start another business, what would it be outside of accounting? What, what else would you like to do in the world outside of, of what you're doing in the world of finance? Um, gosh. It sounds crazy, but... I would say a dog walking business. I love animals. Would you? Oh, that is so sweet. Just, just like a, you know, that is so sweet. If money didn't matter, right? Type business, like dog walking business. Yeah, I really That's enjoy sweet. dogs. And yeah. okay, if you were a dog, what breed would you be? Well, I have three Springer Spaniels, so I oh, they're beautiful. <laughs> they're beautiful, but are they high maintenance? As far as maybe personality wise, do they? they? They're they're really really lovable, but they do have a fair amount of energy. 
mm. but not too much, not too much. I don't think they're high maintenance. They're, they behave very well and they're very people pleasing. Like okay. They never want to make you mad or upset. They get upset if you get upset. So Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be a Frenchie, a little French bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because they're just kind of, they're yep, cute. I can see that. Yeah, they're cute. They're little. They're pudgy. They're like me, but they just, you know, it just seems like they are kind of matter of factly. You know, I like them. Those are really good. So you have been a wealth of information. Please, please share with my brains how they can work with you and join your mastermind and also get with you for some neuro coaching. Great. Um, well, first of all, I want to talk a little bit more about the mastermind. So I'm running it with two other certified neuro coaches. One of them has a background in marketing and one of them has a background in HR. So the three of us got together, finance, marketing, and HR, the you know powerhouse. And we created this um, mastermind called Think Differently. So, and it's all about brains, right? It's it's about being able to help the little guy give back. Um, and the, we all work with seven and eight figure businesses in our consulting businesses. But as as coaches, um, we wanted to help the, the smaller guys, right? And we all love mindset. We all love brain science and all of that because we're we're certified neuro coaches. So we have like different topics every week where we do a live um, call with the people in the mastermind. And we could talk about the roommate in your head. We could talk about how your thoughts create things and how, you know, all of that. But then we also have the three different expertise mm. that... Um, we can help you with the marketing, the finance, and the HR stuff that um, every small business owner needs, right? That's right. That's and then right. it's a group that you can network in as well. Wow. So network with other people. So, um, yeah. It's, now, is this, is it monetized or is this pro yes. bono? Okay. It's an annual subscription rate. Um, currently, okay. it's at 240 Oh, um, membership, I know, right? It's like, like I said, it's a definite give back where you get a weekly call with a certified neuro coach in a group format every week. Like, um, it's a definite give back. Um, but it's also, you know, to get to know, like, and trust us, the other people in the networking group. And, um, you know, hopefully we can give back and help the small businesses that and help them grow into the big business. Right. Brains is like that's twenty dollars a month. Who does that? It's like five bucks a week. So, and, <laughs> and, for the, and for the wealth of information that you get yeah. and yeah. the networking opportunities, it would behoove you to sign up like yesterday. <laughs> Just, I mean, we say like if you get one client from the networking, one client, one mindset shift. One thing that like takes you to the next level, like, gosh, you've more than paid for that for the entire year. I mean, One you know, I'll go to a networking lunch and it's just $60 just to sit there and we talk about shoes. You know, you're exactly. really, not, yeah, you're not ingrained and you're not really, um, sometimes I stop going because exactly. it, turned, it, it, it turned into a girlfriend session. And when I'm there, I'm there to work the room. I'm about my business. And that's what we want is we want you to, if you're talking about business, fine. If you want to socialize and stay home and stay on social media, but if you're talking about growing a business and really 
filling in the gaps where you're weak, you can't beat it. And that's exactly why we created this April. Um, because I, we saw this, this two things being so powerful. Like I've gone to online networking groups and there's no substance, right? So I stopped going just like you. I've gone to live networking events, which is great for the networking. You work the room, right? But like, there's like, I'd rather be sitting here with my slippers on and not have to dress all up and go out, right? Playing with the dogs, (laughs) walking on the beach. You could be doing so many other things. But yeah, so we thought we'd bring the substance of the mindset that we all are professionally trained in into this group and and along with the networking and make it um, worldwide. So one of our coaches is from the uh, UK. Mm. Um, so wow. yeah. That's exciting. So tell them how to get connected with that. Okay. So um, the mastermind um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, on Instagram. My connection is Faust Consulting is my IG handle. My Facebook handle is Faust Coaching. Um, I'm under my name or Faust Coaching or Faust Consulting on LinkedIn. And the mastermind is if you just it's a long (laughs) it's a long one what what no what we're gonna do is we're gonna you're gonna send me a link tree or you're gonna send me the links and i'm gonna put those in the show notes so you'll be able to find that at the back of this interview but go ahead you can go ahead and verbalize okay so the 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 for the mastermind the link is think-differently-mastermind.circle.so okay all right and then that'll take you right and you That'll take you to a page that explains it all. And it also has a link that you can sign right up. It's open to any business owner in the world. Wow. So, um, yeah. And so how often do you meet? Once a week. Oh, wow. on Thursday. No, come on. You, you, yeah. you do it once a week for two. Yeah, we take turns. We take turns between the three of us hosting. And how long is the, the, the mastermind course? It, yeah. The call is an hour. I know, right? <laughs> but it's not going to I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here figuring out how I can work this out in my own mind and, and how I can take advantage of this. Absolutely. Because again, I'm, I'm ready to take it to the next level. I have been extremely, extremely successful. When I was five years old, you know the packs of now later candies? Yeah. I used to break them up. There was no store around my school. I'd sell them a quarter a piece after school. I would have a pocket full of money at the end of the week. Well, my mother's friend said, you know what? Let's see if you can really sell. So you have outside flea markets. He had these plant planters. They were beautiful. They were made out of mirrors and they had ivy plants in them. The first day I sold 12. The next Saturday I sold 20. The third Saturday he gave me my own little booth. And I have, <laughs> I have not stopped selling. But the key to selling and business, if I may add, with the close, is that it's one thing to have the idea. It's another thing to act on it. But you only win when you close the deal. Absolutely. Well said. (laughs) And you are a deal maker and not a deal breaker. And I'm so glad that you have been here with me on the edge. 
Brains, again, I'm sitting here thinking about uh, how I'm going to work this in my schedule. I probably won't be able to start to the first of the year because I need to decompress. I'm tired. <laughs> but I want to be well, fresh. I want to be oh, fresh. And for 240. I know. Well, that, that's a gift. And the calls are recorded. So if you can't make them, you can go into the circle. Port. It's not on Facebook for those of you who hate Facebook. No. Yeah. Groups. It's not on Facebook. It's on Circle. It's a its own little platform. And the recorded calls will be in Circle um, if wow. you miss them. So, oh. and what you said you want to wait till the beginning of the year. The bonus now is you get your renewal won't happen till the following January because right now we're giving a bonus for the last two months. Oh, wow. Of the year being uh, free. Well, You'll sign up, but then your renewal won't be until the following January. Well, you know what? You better, you better run, <laughs> not walk, <laughs> to that opportunity. And that's what I bring you here on the edge, is I bring you opportunities to win, to grow, to develop, maybe even reset, maybe sometimes to even rethink. But I need you to do something. You didn't pay to get up in here. Pay attention. How about that? That cost you nothing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Audrey. You are the queen of finance. Brains, please go back, rewind, share this with your friends, okay? If it's not for you, it might be for somebody else. And if they are successful, they might take you on a trip or buy you dinner or something. But I need you to go right now, like, love, and share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, love, share, and subscribe to me and Audrey. Okay. Show us that you value uh, that you value what we do, and that you appreciate it. Okay, because we love and value you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Audrey. You're the best. Thank you, April. I appreciate you. It's been awesome. Okay. All right. Bye, friends. Mm -hmm.